It's Monday, July 6th, and you're listening to a brand new episode of The Julian Dion Show. Today we discuss Julian's first backyard comedy show since March, Kanye West throwing his hat into the political ring, The Daily Dose with me, Jen Grant, your comments, and more. And we kick it off with Jackie Brown. Whenever you're ready. morning you got an orange tinted sky I thought I'd see it all in your pale green eyes looks like you got yeah you got the upside of You can take what you need Yeah, yeah, yeah In your one-dog town Surf's up, I'm moving fast Did you think, oh, it'll ever last Spain's nice, don't you know it's nice What I hear, I followed you. Mm, yeah, yeah, from powder to oceans. Not once did you see and ever look back. Oh, yeah, you never showed emotion. Shells in the snow Settle, baby, don't you know It makes me wanna cry I never look back I never turn around I never say goodbye Surf's up, I'm moving fast did you think oh it'll ever last? Spain's nice, don't you know it's nice? This time of year, this what I hear. Surf's up, I'm moving fast. Did you think oh it'll ever last? Spain's nice, don't you know it's nice? This time of year. It's what I hear, it's what I heard, it's what I hear, it's what I hear. Yeah, Jackie Brown. Oh my God, that was amazing. That was beautiful. Now, why don't we do a take two? As, wait a minute, let's start again. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, this is Ron Vodry. This is Alex Nussbaum. This is Jason Fraser. This is Matt O'Brien. Hey, this is Ray Zwicker. All right, world. My name is Cal Post. Guys, this is Christina Walkinshaw. This is Eddie Delisepi. This is Adrian Spencer. Uh, my name is Timo. And you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Who am I talking to? What am yeah. I doing? <laughs> Julian Dion Comedy Hour? You're podcast. listening to the... Fuck some comedy <laughs> hour. See, I took the word out comedy. Changes the meaning completely, doesn't it? Days in, not really. I'm overworking, but days in the holidays. Happy holidays. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Now broadcasting live and totally uncensored. Eh? <laughs> From Lemon Press Studio. In the beautiful Gatineau the Wills. Project. I was like half asleep on the couch and now I'm projecting. 
Hey everyone, this is Christian Potenza. This is Gay Trevor Wilson. This is Jean Paul, aka the Island Hipster, hashtag hipster business. This is Steph Tola. Hey, this is Jake Goldsby. This is Sky Wallace. Hey everybody, this is Erica Sigurdsson, aka Ricky Six. Okay, hello. Hi. This is Howard Wagman. Hey, this is Peter Anthony, the PA System. This is Matt O'Brien. Some people like to, that's my rap name. This is Jen Grant, and you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour Podcast. <laughs> Show You and me below Just like the flowers Laughing all day long People I need to lose Sing a little song Then take a shower Julian Dion It's a a show It's not an hour, it's a show Okay great about yourself that day do you feel great about yourself today yes i do julian is as always too handsome to quit uh okay welcome to nice the show no oh, i thought that's what you, you were saying that no pm says whoa that. pm pump the brakes <laughs> pdms p the bees okay now apologies to our apple and spotify and google listeners our audio uh, our podcast listeners wherever you download your podcasts we're live. We had some technical issues, so you missed uh, about seven minutes of Jen stretching. <laughs> but we are live now. I just told a quick story about getting yelled at by a lady on a bike for no reason. And, uh, okay, phew, magoof. Well, geez, that's frustrating. Ah, okay, we're here. Yeah, I got yelled at. And uh, it's funny, like... I was having this zen morning running along the, the river, the Gatno River, and then this just kind of like threw a whole wrench. For the rest of my run, I just kept replaying, or playing out rather, the if I ran into her again, what I would say. You know how, <laughs> it, you know how in the moment you don't think on your feet? Of course. Well, I sank low and I said something I shouldn't have, but... Um, That's why I didn't repeat it. And so... Uh, but the rest of the run, I kept looking back behind me after I turned around and was heading back home. I was hoping she'd come just so I could yell at her and speak my mind. But then I'm like, who cares? What am I going to do? Yell uh, this old lady on a bike for what? What's it going to do? But she was so nasty. Just, excuse me. I've been yelling. <laughs> it's like, okay, why were you yelling? First of all, just go around. And yeah. then turn down your music. Ooh, I was just like, uh, <laughs> I wanted to throw my shoe at her because she was she kept going like she was going on a bike, so she was much faster. I I, I, I was just seething. I didn't know what to do in the moment. Just yeah. that that nagging whining. <clears throat> oh my god! I want to throw a shoe at your plastic bottle. No, oh, I knew you were gonna say something about it. You know, you know it's here. You had to say something publicly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I reused it. Sorry. The Julian Dion Show this. does not endorse the use of I plastic bottles. I bought this bottles. when I was on the road. And I know, plastic bottles are the devil, but... Chris Soprano says, And you tell the story, but don't say what you were going to say. Ah, boring. LOL. Ha ha ha. No. True. I was thinking about that. Now, uh, like if I heard that story and I didn't know what you said, which I do know because you told me, but that would drive me crazy. Yeah, but I don't want I, I don't want people to judge me. Yeah. Poorly. It was a poor I regretted it and and and, and as it came out I'm like, "Oh, just don't." <sighs> anyway. 
<laughs> well, we've all had those moments where we're ashamed, like we say stuff and we don't. I called her an old hag. Oh. <laughs> I, I I was really mad and it was an ugly side of me and I instantly regretted it. And uh, she didn't hear me because she ironically had headphones on and she kept going. So, <laughs> but I, I didn't because uh, it, it kind of trickled my sentence. She said, "Turn down or you should turn down your music." And I said, "You should go around, you old hag." And then, but that I kind of like it 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 fell on deaf ears. It was just for me. Right. I regretted it immediately. It's not the way to respond. And um, she was fine. She's all good. She's a fellow human, and I love her. Chris goes, that's it? LOL. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. The thing is, I've, I've now I'm like, well, maybe someone's watching that, uh, who cares? No, no, I know. Well, it's nice that you feel bad. So I think that means something. Also. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. it wasn't that bad. I should have just left it anonymous. It would have sounded more uh, crazy. Edgy, hardcore. Yeah, hardcore. I did throw my shoe at her. <laughs> I wanted to. Did my first uh, comedy set this weekend. Oh, yeah. After four months or three and a half. How long? Okay, from, yeah, four months. March to so April, March. May, June, July. Four Just about, it'll be four months on the 12th. Wow. My last show. So just under four months off, which has never happened before. It was in a backyard in Gatineau in front of, I don't know how many people, maybe, uh, I don't know how many people, a thousand, twelve hundred. No, it was very small, like a dozen people. I should have counted. Why didn't I count? I just, anyway. And the day before this show, this backyard show, I was thinking about, about it. I'm like, I'm not nervous. This is going to be fun. Who cares? It's a backyard show. And stand-up's one of those things. If you don't do it four times a week all the time, you just get in your head. It's so easy to yeah. get so uh, nervous about it. Mm-hmm. And I was really nervous, surprisingly. I was on towards the end of the show and... Uh, what made me nervous was to see how all the other comics took it seriously. It was a lot of newer comics. <laughs> Pretty much everyone around two, three years in. And uh, so I was like, oh, they're doing like real sets. <laughs> and I had the bad habit because I, I, I often don't write set lists when I do shows unless it's for tv or something I, I won't write a set list i won't even look at my notes which is a bad habit it makes all the difference in the world when i do i i, I can't imagine that when i do make a set list or look at my notes before just okay i can think better and not so much in my head but often more often than not i don't i just go up and go on memory and pick and choose some bits that i'll do so i stupidly did that same thing after a four-month break, I'm like, ah, I got it. I had a rough idea because I've been writing this set for uh, the festival uh, gal I'm hosting in uh, in August, yep. which is already a month and a half away, and I'm I can't believe it. I'm gonna be so I'm gonna be a wreck for that. I was nervous for a backyard show, which had, which which had no stake. There was nothing on the line, and uh, and I was trying to make you feel better, but then you got mad at me. Mad at you? Remember, you were like. You were like, uh, I don't know, we were texting, and I was like, I'm sure it'll be fine, Who it doesn't matter, like, you'll be okay, and you're like, just acknowledge that I'm nervous. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, well, I'm going to be nervous, you're like, you won't be. I'm like, no, no, I'll be nervous, like, it, I know it'll go fine, but I'll be nervous. You're like, no, you won't be nervous. I'm like, geez, yes, I'll be nervous. I'm nervous when I'm doing it all the time, and I do TV stuff, but this was, um Yeah. At least we all, at least we know one thing, okay, I acknowledge that you're going to be nervous, but at least we know that everybody's in the same boat. I know, well, everyone was in the same boat on Saturday for this uh, backyard show, so I'm like, anyway, it was a cool setup. It was really well done, and so all these comics are going up, and they're doing like, because my thinking was, you know what, I'm not going to try out this set that I wrote out for for this gala thing in August. I'm just going to get up there and, and kind of mess around, throw out some loose ideas, some new bits, and just get my stage legs back. And then I notice everyone's taking this seriously. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. 
and getting response and I'm like, oh man, okay, so so we we're doing this is a real we're we're really taking this seriously. So then I'd I I was gonna test out a couple of the bits I'm doing on the TV thing. Mm-hmm. And the rest, I was just going to kind of feel it out. I had this idea about a TikTok bit I wanted to throw out there. And uh, anyway, I it was a mistake because I just had like two, three things written down, like two, three bullet points written down on a, on a, my notes. Mm-hmm. So I go up and I blasted through all that in about four minutes. <laughs> Everything I wanted to try... Because I have no concept of how long or thi- like when I write something down, I can no concept of stretching or anything like that or how ex- the new stuff do exploring bits. Oh, good! It it actually went really well, but I felt uncomfortable. I was uh, I just didn't feel like in control fully. You know that feeling where you're just like oh yeah the wor- you're just like f- holding on to the r- words and they're dragging you through it instead of yeah being in control. So I had like four things written on a bullet point, like in bullet point form on a piece of paper. I don't know. I had to do around 10 minutes. It was a short set. So I'm like, okay, this is fine. And then, uh, yeah, I smoked through those four bullet points and I looked down four minutes. So then I had to like be like, okay. Old bits here. Yeah. Old dish bits. I mean, like pre-pandemic bits. Stuff that was still relatively, relatively new, but... So I did that, and ironically, the uh, bits that I had done before did did the worst. So it started off good, like I did some commenting on what was happening around and on the backyard and the setup, which always, uh, almost always works if you could pull that off. And mm-hmm. and then did a couple new ideas, worked really well. And then I'm like, okay, shit. I looked down on my piece of paper, nothing. I didn't have any way out, no closure planned, nothing. Because I just thought I'll just mess around and get off stage. Who cares? And then I do a couple bits that, that I've done before, like actual real bits, and those kind of fell flat. Oh, I hate that. And I was like, ugh. ugh. And my my closer was like, well, I guess uh, that's it. <laughs> I don't, Which is okay. I don't have a closer. And then they laughed at that, and I just got off. And it, it w- again, it, went, it, went, it was fine. Like the, first, the first 70% of the set, was great, and then the bits that I know work usually that I've actually done on TV before got almost nothing. I think they can tell, like, because when you're excited yeah. about when you're excited about a bit, a new yeah. idea, and then you're in the moment and it's fun, and then you talk differently when you start it's doing true. something that you've done before. It's, it's like clearly planned out or or a structured yeah. bit, mm-hmm. and it kind of takes them away from this, like, oh, we thought we were all in this together, sort of thing, and then you're like, it would be kind of fun challenge to do a whole set of old bits but really make it seem like it's in the moment but then that's kind of fit. well no whatever phil says shut up you killed oh phil was there and uh he was great he's funny man um he's gonna be a star for sure and uh no yeah it was f- it was fun the first the first like yeah the first i'd say three quarters of it was fun and then it just fizzled at the end and of course being a psychopath it's all you think of when you get off it's not like the fun parts off the top it's like the last uh the last few minutes that that fell sort of flat you're like geez why did that why did that happen and then you just have that gross feeling as you walk off it's like when there's one person that's not laughing, and there was that that happened too. Again, there was like a dozen people there, and there was one person like stage left, one guy. <laughs> I swear he didn't move one muscle uh, the whole time. It was just kind of what staring the at me. With those people, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, this guy doesn't like me for some reason." And the thing is, too, <laughs> it was, and it's hard not to take it personally when you're just in somebody's backyard and it's the organizer's friend. You're like, man. What would I do to this guy? He just he just doesn't like my look or something. It's funny because face. you've got this whole story going on. Meanwhile, they're not like some people just oh, look I like know, that. I know, yeah. I know. It's and just so interesting. The the thing that made me nervous too was that it was uh, and actually I'm so glad Phil was there because I was I was like, am I insane for being nervous right now? Because 
everyone's kind of relaxing. They're having beers and whatever, and everyone's joking around. And I'm like kind of internalizing everything. And I tend to be pretty quiet before shows. I'm just there, and I'm like, fuck, why? What? Everyone seems so relaxed. And then Phil, Phil Brown, by the way, comedian Phil Brown, check him out. Some Wakefield locals who attended our January 4th show at the Black Sheep Inn will remember Phil Brown. He killed it. His first ever English set. Anyway, yeah, it was great. Uh, Phil was like, I'm freaking out. And I was like, oh, f- thank you for saying something because shit. I was like, I was like, what's wrong with me that I'm, that it, that it, you know, I'm taking this. I was nervous sitting in this garage waiting for, for it to go up. I was like, fucking nervous. Anyway, um, what was I just saying before that? Phil was, at least he said he acknowledged he was nervous. No, I too. know, but I just said that. Um, anyway. Oh, yeah. the reason I, Another reason I was nervous, it was for a charity, right? We were raising funds. That's nice. Yeah. For, um, shit, I don't remember the, the charity now, <laughs> but 200 bucks was raised, which was awesome. Yeah. And, Phil, uh, do you remember Phil if you're still watching? Anyway, the, the so it was also live streamed at a bar in Old Hall on a big screen. Okay. So it was more than just 12 people watching this. It was like on YouTube and people at this bar cool. were going to be watching it. Cool, yes, but I'm like, damn, like the first set back after four months, this has got to be on the internet. It was. Take- oh, yeah, true. I but didn't it- even think about that. But it was, it was taken down after uh, a little bit. It's supposed to. I might still be up there, but it's going to be taken down if not already they were just going to leave it up for like an hour after the show and then take it down so i like that idea yeah well that was uh, i asked i for sure i'm like i don't want that to be out there on the internet forever yeah my first set after a four-month break which is almost like starting over not quite not really but you know i know what you mean it's a big uh it's a big gap you just feel weird and vul- you feel vulnerable and yeah and then to have that out there i don't know yeah, absolutely. It's not... Yeah, exactly. But anyway, it was fun, and shout out to uh, Joe Laniel, the comedian and uh, the guy that put it together. It was his backyard. And uh, fun time. So I'm looking forward to doing more more shows. This new normal, outdoor shows, whatever it is. When's your next one? Next one's August 1st in uh, La Tuque, but that one's inside. Uh, with 50 people socially distancing. And then... That one's a long set. I get to do an hour. So that I'll might, I'll probably feel better after that set. Because right now I feel worse about this TV thing that's coming up in August than I did before doing this outdoor set. Because I'm like, okay, I'm really rusty. Really rusty. And to then go do TV. Yeah. And like I said, I tried a couple quick things that are in the actual set that I'm going to do. And uh, yeah, I didn't go over that smoothly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I feel worse about everything now. Yeah, but if it makes you feel any better at all, um, that's very common for me before I'm about to go and do a TV set. Yeah. Because you, it's almost good to feel that way because it makes you work harder. Even though that sounds crazy, but yeah, that's true. It it always makes me work harder. Like you kind of get cocky in your head sometimes and then you're like oh no 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 okay i need to actually hunker down yeah and, that's true really put in put in the work yeah put in the work get in the right headspace all that i um yes i i have the for august 1st one which is going to be a long set i had another half hour one for august 14th in a drive in but that was canceled in forch so I think I only have like one, maybe two sets before this TV thing now. I was thinking a bunch would pop up. I was thinking I'd use this Saturday one as one of those, but it didn't, that didn't work out. So This sounds crazy, but... Go ahead. When I started doing like motivational talks mm-hmm. and keynotes, um, I... Okay, I've never been one as a, as a comic, because I know some comics do this, where they'll practice their sets, actually say it out loud in their house. Yeah. And I n- I've never done that. I've always only ever practiced on stage when there's like an abundance of stage time available. Right now there's not. But what I do for keynotes, keynote speeches and motivational talks is that I'll obsessively go over it in my hotel room beforehand. Yeah. Like obsessively. And I say it out loud 
and I'll record it and I'll re-listen to it. It just gets it in your brain. And if you get really comfortable with saying it, at least that's one thing off the table that you'll be nervous about. Yeah. And then your natural performance abilities of doing it 13, 14 years are going to kick in. Yeah. And then it's going to be fine. But it's good to be nervous and, and embrace that because... It'll make for a better show because you're gonna care and you're it's gonna be amped up and it's good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I well, well I I had a session with this script editor for for it, right? Because you have to you have to sit with someone because it's for TV and go through it and they'll tell you that this should can't be there or whatever. So I sit down and like right away the opener is like, well, I wouldn't start with that. That's more of a political statement. And you're gonna lose a lot of people and you're hosting. So I'm like, oh shit. And he's like, this, well, that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> so we cut out so much of it. I'm like, oh, my God. There's so much work to do. Yeah. I had a Zoom show that was scheduled last Tuesday was canceled, that Microsoft thing. Right. I'm glad, actually. <laughs> I just want to do live shows now. Yeah. Anyway. So that's the update on comedy. Slowly getting back to it. Josh, Josh, our new uh, listener, Josh. Josh. Says good morning. Morning, man. Morning. And then uh, PM said Latouk, that's almost as far as Karakat. Yeah, it's like six hours away from here. Yeah, it's pretty far. Yeah. But should be fun. Anything to anything to get on stage. Yeah. I'll I'll come with you just to uh little getaway. Little getaway. I wonder when I'm gonna do stand up again. I was just gonna ask, what what what's when your what's your deal? Nothing. Nothing? I haven't done stand-up since February 27th. That's wild. At uh, the Comedy Nest. Yeah. That's crazy. I have been asked to do certain shows that I didn't feel comfortable with and decided not to do that. But um, I'm not against, I'm not against doing like a, I don't, I, I don't, I'm going to be, I, I like stand-up live and the way that it's meant to do, to be, because that's what why I like it is because, you know, but I'm not saying I'll be opposed to doing it under certain circumstances. Yeah. You kind of got to just adapt, I think. You know what did help actually was not drinking. Mm. I felt that was uh, maybe because that, that may have contributed to the nerves a little more, but on stage I felt more, uh, despite uh, being, you know, rusty, felt more kind of in the moment. Mm, that's good. <clears throat> I can't imagine had I had a couple beer before or anything like that. But yesterday, I went to check out a recording here at uh, Fairbairn House. There's this series called Musical Mondays based out of Wakefield. It used to be this outdoor concert throughout the summer every Mondays. And because of COVID, it's not a thing. So they're live streaming, reco- they're recording them from their barn. It's a really cool setup. And then... Um, Streaming them every Monday instead of live. You can watch it from the comfort of your own home. Anyway, and it was the first time since I stopped drinking that uh, someone offered me a beer. And I lied. Oh. Instead of saying I don't drink anymore, I said I'm full. (laughs) I'm full. And I was like, why did I do that? Because this is our friend, Pat. Mar? Well, I wasn't going to say that. Oh, whoops. (laughs) Give his address. Yes, yeah, Pat. He's like, hey, do you drink Guinness? And I like Pat so much. I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, do you want one? I'm like, ah, you know, you know what? I'm so full. I just, which was true. I, I just f- yeah. gorged. Yeah. Actually, Phil told me I was thin on Saturday, so, uh, <laughs> so I've been like eating nonstop because of that. Because when COVID hit, I did lose weight at first because I was just like drinking beer, and not eating as much, and then I stopped drinking. So I. I I did gain weight again, but I guess not. So it feels like you're you're thin, eh? You you lost weight. I'm like shit. And so I f- stuffed my face before going down to this recording yesterday. And then, um, yeah, Pat's like, "Do you want a beer, man?" I'm like, "Ah, uh, oh, you know what? I'm too full. Thanks, though." I'm like, oh, "Why didn't I just? Why wasn't I just honest?" You know what? I I think sometimes. It's easier just to do that. Yeah, but I'll see Pat again, and then it'll be like, oh, that time. But remember when you said you didn't want to make it a big thing? Because that's true. 
What if you? What if we go to Mexico and you decide you want to have some drinks? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Like you don't have to make everything. It doesn't have to be a big thing. And sometimes you just don't. The energy it takes to be like, I'm not drinking now. Oh yeah, and then that's a thing. Whereas if yeah. you, sometimes it's just easier to be like, I'm on antibiotics. I can't. Or uh, I'm pregnant. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Science is amazing. What they can do these days. My nutsack has a baby in it. Ew. Why ew? Because that's not... Why? You're really wondering why you? Why you? Why you? Did you see Kanye West is running for president? Oh, that was going to be my daily dose. Uh, oh, shit. Okay, well, we can no, do No, 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 it's okay. That's okay. Well, no, let's... I mean, why... why uh, it's okay. I have other stories to talk yeah, about. Yeah, he's... Uh, Said it on Twitter. I don't know officially what he if he's registered because uh, he, it's not past. You'd think it'd be past deadline because it's coming up in yeah, November. I know. I was surprised. But no, it, in some states it's uh, passed, but uh, in a lot of states, and I'm guessing California is one of those, it's still um, a go for independents to throw their hat in the ring. And uh, Yeezy is, well, he won't be running as an independent. I think he's going to challenge Trump for the Republican seat. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see what the hell happens. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to the American political comedy show. <laughs> it's entertaining. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Twitter's going nuts over this. And it's... it's. Um, I want to see his angle. I want to see what more he says about it because so far he's only tweeted once that he's running for, as president of the for for president of the United States. And but he's a MAGA guy. He's a Trump supporter. Yeah, he's been to the his house apparently, like him and Kim Kardashian. In Trump Tower. Or are you talking about the house? The oh, White I house? actually don't know which one. Yeah, but well, like he, they're friends, I think. Yeah, and so. Uh, He's been wearing the MAGA hats and stuff. And then someone in his, one of his reps said, oh, he was just being ironic and joking when he did that. But I don't think, I don't think so. Doug th says Kanye West might be an upgrade from Trump, question mark. Uh, Anything's an shit. upgrade. No, I don't think we need another celebrity as president. Yeah, good point. I Enough, well, enough with that. It yeah. was, uh, we did it once. Well, I would say we, obviously we're Canadian and... But it affects the whole world. It, it especially affects us because we're neighbors. But uh, I think there's been enough with one celebrity. Get get another politician in there. I know it's it's whatever. It's just uh, whatever. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Gives a shit. You know what I'm going to do? Just actually, no, it's all right. What? Nothing. That technical issue off the top really took the wind out of my sails. Ugh. I feel like I have no more energy after dealing with that. Do I sound really low energy? No, no. no? Do you want a Greens Plus? Do you want me to get you one? No, I already had one. Kay. It's all right. Getting a new computer, which is going to be a game changer. It's exciting. Brand new MacBook Pro. Very exciting. Powerful one. So we'll be able to live stream on Facebook in the mornings and then immediately after up uh, upload an HD version of the podcast to youtube because the video is fine right now as uh, we upload it but it's really uh anyway yeah all those little differences make a difference right a lot of fun things a lot, lot of excitement a lot of fun things down the pipe pipe or pike i don't know it's pike are you sure yeah yeah but i picture a pipe and you look down a pipe it's coming down the pipe <laughs> i think it's pike am i wrong it's probably Pike. Anglo teach or Frenchy teaching Anglo. We have You're this so thing around the. About that. We have this thing around the house. Anytime I teach grand, grand. <laughs> Jeez. What? The laughing and the directly in the mic. Uh, I know. Well, it's just a reality. <laughs> mic technique. You go, oh, okay. You, you don't have to throw me under the freaking million buses. It's one bus. Oh, Franco teaching Anglo. No, you. It was multiple buses. A million? Not a million, but multiple. Um, what was I just going to look up? I, I oh, don't pipe really, or pipe. I don't really want to tell you because it's obviously to Down throw me under another. The, the pipe or pike. Okay, down the pipe. Google has everything. The internet has everything. We are waiting to see what comes down the pipe. 
Oh, shit. The sentence implies that you are standing beneath the pipe looking up. Not a good idea. The original expression is coming down the pike. Oh, mm. It refers to coming down the turnpike pike, with the image of something getting bigger as it moved towards us. So I guess both. Josh says it's down the pike. So Josh is, is right that that was the... I should say Joshua because not everybody likes it when you shorten their name. He says it's down the pike, and I think he's he's that's the right answer because that's the original one, right? Yeah. So Josh and I are right, which means you would be still a little bit right. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I am so tired all of a sudden. <laughs> Miller Miller says. Adorable picture, OMG. Thank you, Miller. That was my first headshot ever. And she liked throw me under the buses. There's multiple buses. One buses, two bus, two bus I. You okay? But yeah, we have this thing around the house. And hey, Miller, by the way, we have this thing around the house. Anytime I correct Jen on grammar or something, if I'm right, I'm like, whoa, Franco teaching Anglo. <laughs> <laughs> Daily dose, daily dose, get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose, daily dose, all your news from coast to all coast. All the news and the headlines from Jim Grant. Here's your daily dose for Monday, July 6th. So often when I do these daily doses, from what? the beginning it was uh, very coronavirus heavy. And then it sort of dwindled off. And now I find that it's quite... The news is filled with COVID-19 stories. And it's kind of hard not to address some of these things. Mm -hmm. Like uh, this one story is really sad, but uh, I hate to bring it up, but I think it's important to talk about it. Tony Award-nominated actor Nick Cordero, who specialized in playing tough guys on Broadway... He was in shows like Waitress, A Bronx Tale, and Bullets Over Broadway. Has died in Los Angeles after suffering yeah. se- severe medical complications after contracting the coronavirus. And he was only 41. I know. It sucks. Yeah, it's crazy what this can do to the bod- to certain people. I don't know why. I mean, we, we know someone who got it, a comedian, and uh, she... She's, I think, in her 40s, and she was very, very sick. Didn't have to be hospitalized, but was in a room, literally. I heard her being interviewed about it in a room for 21 days straight. And really, really sick. Like, you know when you're starting to feel like you're going crazy, you're that sick? That's what Mm -hmm. it sounded like. But she didn't, you know, she didn't have to be hospitalized. This guy, this poor guy, I mean, he just... Yeah. It's so bad. He he had to have his leg amputated. Oh shit, really? Yeah, he had oh mini strokes, God. blood clots. You hear about this? He was on a ventilator. They were considering doing a double lung transplant. Like oh, this is a 41-year-old man. Shit, was he okay before that? Like did he had, have it? A- no, no pre-existing conditions. Oh my conditions. god. See, this is the thing, the long-term effects too. I guess it was yeah. months he was fighting this thing. Yes. Uh, a blood thickening, a multiple organ failure. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not the flu. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this still four months in. Yeah. I'm actually back to being scared of it again. I was really, really scared at first, didn't want to go anywhere. And then, not that I was not scared of it, but I was just like, ah, you know what? I'll still be somewhat careful, but, you know, I was just, it's easy to think that when you don't leave the house often, when you're just in your backyard and whatever, and it doesn't affect you directly, other than than, uh, Kate. Didn't know anybody directly who had been affected. Yeah, it's true. I'd heard a couple people that had fam- family members that had e- either uh, died or were sick. But, you know, I'm like, the fear kind of dissipated. Not consciously. I wasn't like, oh, fuck yeah. this. If I get it, I'm fine. But just subconsciously, I wasn't thinking about it as much. It wasn't. And uh, But now I'm back to being kind of scared of it. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to get this shit. I, it's, not, it's not just a, a cold that. Or flu that can can kill you. It's it's oh my god. It has lasting effects, and you don't know if you're gonna be that person that. Jeez, they really tried to save this guy, huh? Like with oh, the yeah. amputated leg and potential Ampu- double lung, lung oh, transplant. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. my god, mm. this fuck. Including like mini strokes, like I said, uh, septus Shit. infections. He had a tracheostomy. 
Uh, he had a temporary pacemaker implanted. This is a 41-year-old man who just, he has like a... Pacemaker? Yeah. He had Everything a, shut down, basically. He has a new baby at home. He's oh. just got married a few years ago. Like, it's, this is legit. This is a legit, scary, no joke thing. And they started a GoFundMe page to pay for his medical expenses, which, because he's a Canadian guy, but he lived in the United States. And um, I guess it's raised over $600,000 so far. If you're interested in in um, donating to that, it'll be as easy as finding GoFundMe page, uh, Nick Cordero. You know, I, lo- I do love GoFundMe because if everybody donated $10, you could do so much, right? I think some people are afraid of not donating enough, but if we all pitched in like five, 10 bucks, you can really make a profound effect. It's really crazy how we don't hear about it anymore as much in the news. I mean, uh, admittedly, I'm not watching as much news, but for example, in the states, like in Canada, we're actually really crushing the curve. It's it's we're doing great. it's not yeah. flat, but it's gone down quite a bit. I mean, we're on the down slope. You can see. I'll pull it up on the screen. You can see per country the curves and stuff. But like for example, the states is spiking now more than ever. They're peaking. They're mm-hmm. way up top the curve. Yet curve yet. Is it curb or curve? Just kidding. <laughs> Pike. <laughs> and uh, it's like they used to have daily White House briefings. Nobody's talking about it. Uh, instead, Trump's having rallies with full, like full of people. Well, not full, but a third fill. Anyway, but but uh, go ahead. It's but you don't really hear, hear about it, even though it's worse than ever in in a lot of um, places. Yeah, worldwide, we're we're like at the top of the curve still. Yeah. Even though in Canada we're doing really well, but the, yet they order they open the borders. It's just a mess. Well, people, you know what? Canada, uh, if we're keeping the borders closed and the hot spots are being contained, it's still not good that people are not social distancing. But it's pretty crazy how people are acting like there's absolutely no problem. And you know what? Oh. I'm surprised there's not more rage toward people not wearing masks because. You don't wear a mask, you're not being considerate toward other people. I had mentioned this like on Friday, I think I did anyways. We were at the pharmacy, my mom's there, she's immunocompromised somewhat. And there's just people standing right next to her with no mask on. I mean, they wouldn't know that she is, but still, it doesn't matter. She's wearing a mask. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You're supposed to, it's for others. We, jeez, uh, we're a broken record, but it's crazy that this is still happening. So if you look on the screen right now, I'm sharing. So this is the Canadian curve, right? We're we're on the low end. We're yeah. kicking ass. But then if you look at uh, the United States, for example, which is our neighbors to the south, we share borders. I mean, oh, come on. Doug Here. says your audio is getting a little tinny. Oh, really? So, do you think something... Did you do anything different? No, I didn't do anything. Huh. Tinny. <laughs> anyway, if you look here, the states. Tinny. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. No, everything. Oh, yeah. Wow. What? The graph. Oh, I thought you meant the uh, tinny. <laughs> this is the states. So they're actually still, they're going up. Like their curve is going up. They're still they're at the peak right now. They're higher than they ever been. Can and then if you look worldwide, same thing. It's going up. We're not we haven't flattened anything. We're not on the other side. In Canada we have. But look at this curve worldwide. Up, up, up. April up. May when people started lifting restrictions. June when restri- we're still going up. Everything's up. Mm-hmm. Worldwide. Oh wow. There are 534,000 deaths. Remember when this started? They're like H1N1 had 500,000 deaths and no one shut down everything. Well, we're past that now in four months. Mm -hmm. And H1N1 had more than one wave. We're just on the first wave right now. Scary. I know. Not to bring the room down, but it's still happening. Yes. Yeah. Can you show us Egypt? Because the next story is about Egypt. Yeah. Let's see this. Egypt. A, B, C, D, E. You ever do that when you go? Yes. Mm. L, M, N, P. 
Egypt, they're higher, but there's it looks like they're the last few days have gone down. The numbers have gone down, but their their trend is up. They're yeah. just a little lower than they were at their peak, which was uh, 31st of May was their, or no, June 19th was their peak, and they're just slightly lower than that, but it's still their, why, what's the story? Well, um, I just wanted to ask, Doug, let, let us know if the audio sounds a bit better now. Um, and Anyway, if the audio is messed up on Facebook, uh, you can subscribe on Apple podcast google podcast spotify and more good point we where we have broadcast quality audio mm-hmm. for you the show it started today with the first four minutes missing but we're here now that's right so i brought up egypt because at least 10 doctors and six journalists have been arrested since the virus hit egypt in february according to rights groups so other health workers say that they have been warned by administrators to keep quiet or face punishment. Uh, they're speaking out about the conditions that the doctors and the hospitals and, and doctors and staff are experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they can't speak out. You just can't. A doctor arrested after writing an article about Egypt's fragile health system. A pharmacist picked up from work after posting online about a shortage of protective gear an editor taken from his home after questioning official coronavirus figures a pregnant doctor arrested after a colleague used her phone to report a suspected coronavirus case these are all people that are arrested just for those things isn't that crazy in in egypt yeah we're so lucky to be here um the coronavirus is surging in in the country of 100 million so even though it looks like it's slightly down, it's it's still, like you said, on the upswing, mm-hmm. threatening to overwhelm ho- hospitals. And um, every day, this is a quote from, from a doctor, every day I go to work, I sacrifice myself and my whole family. I mean, all doctors do, but there it's, they've got a lot, a shortage of equipment. And she says, then they arrest my colleagues to send us a message. Jeez. I know. Like imagine they're doing all of this. And on top of that, they're terrified of being arrested. Actually, it's almost like they'd be safer if they were arrested. Doctors say they are forced to purchase surgical masks with their own meager salaries. I guess doctors don't get paid as well. Uh, because I've never really thought of a doctor's salaries are usually really good, but in Egypt, I guess not. Families plead for intensive care beds. Um, incest, incensed doctors hit back saying they're undertrained, underpaid, and under-resourced. They're struggling to save patients. And so far, 117 doctors, 39 nurses, and 32 pharmacists have died from COVID-19. Oof. That's a lot. And Jesus. so now I'm scared. I'm officially scared again. I know, and I think it's important to be scared. This is uh yes, live in fear, sheeple. Well, I'm a sheep then I guess. I just to add to your mm-hmm. were you done? Uh I just have yeah, I'm done with that story. Yeah, not not the whole daily dose because it was piggybacking off what you said. Uh there's <laughs> Someone in Toronto tweeted, uh, went into the emergency department at St. Joseph's Hospital in hashtag Toronto for a suspected broken finger. I was asked to wear a mask, which I refused to do. You know, idiot. Mm-hmm. As a result, hospital staff asked me to leave and immediately called three security guards to esc- me out, escort me out. Hashtag film your hospital. So this freedom fighter, thinking she was... I mean, everybody just uh, turned on her on the internet, thinking she would post this and get all... uh, I don't know what her point was to post this. So I'm going to show the video of her filming at the hospital. So she's going to the hospital for suspected broken finger in Toronto, and she is asked to wear a mask, refuses because it's her right to refuse. Also, super lame uh, injury. This 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 is the video she captured. Say that again, please. In the hospital. It's a. Why am I not allowed to video? I'm not allowed to video, but you're making me wear a mask. Otherwise, you're not. You're gonna deny me service if I don't wear a mask. I'm a St. Joseph's Hospital. They're telling me that if I don't wear a mask, they're not gonna uh, assist me. They want me to leave. Who 
policies there. The Ministry of Health policy. Anyway, that's that's the whole video. Oh but uh, props to this nurse here. Well, all so of them. Hospital, they're telling me that if I don't wear a mask, they're not gonna uh, assist me. First, they're saying she can't film. You're not supposed to film. She's like, "What? I can't." But why the hell are you refusing to wear a mask? What sort of selfish idiot are you? First of all, you're in a hospital. Do you know how many people are immunocompromised? Because remember, you're doing it for others. Yeah, and and uh, anyway, I know. So people are just um, have turned on her. The internet, of course. She works for a company. A uh, wealth strategist for I don't remember the company. Anyway, people have gone on the companies where you rate them on Google or something and giving all these one star reviews mm -hmm. because of her. So I don't know what's going to happen to her, but she thought she was this social justice, this uh, freedom fighter, and that it all and, all and it all backfired. I mean, you're just being a total uh, idiot at this, a reckless fool. That makes me feel better, actually, um, that people, not a lot of people are behind her, you know, because... Oh, there are, of course, but, oh, but yeah, most course. people are against this bitch. It's really weird because I know of someone who's a nurse who's who says things like sheeple and stuff, and it's like, how are you as a nurse? Mm -hmm. Like, that is mind-boggling to me. Yeah. Anyway, that's mm, yeah. messed up. That's messed up. That's, That's messed, messed up. up. Okay, so here's a positive story to end. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you got to go, right? <laughs> yes. Soon. Ish. So this is a victory for the environment here. Speaking of single-use plastic, Julian. This is a double use. Anyway, I don't want to be a dead horse, but the, I, I, look, I was on the road. I bought this. I was dehydrated. I usually <laughs> have a glass container. <laughs> Germany. We're talking about people dying. This is an outrage right now. Yeah. Anyways, I don't get me started. Germany is making major strides. I know you're right. Towards trying to practice what she preaches. What Germany is making? Why is she? Oh, the she is referring to Germany. That's weird. Uh, in terms of environmentalism, you know, Europe is off is has been ahead of the curve. <laughs> All these sayings. I'm like curve, curve. Um, for a long time. I remember when I was in high school. And my friend was telling me that she had just moved. Her family used to live in Germany. And they at that time, that long ago when I was in high school, they were very, you had to pay extra for the more garbage you were throwing out, like right. more garbage bags. So anyway, I think uh, Europe's doing a great job. The country announced yesterday that it will be implementing a ban on the sale of multi multitude of single-use and disposable items in a bid to reduce the amount of plastic and polystyrene, styrene, polystyrene waste in the environment. This includes things like plastic straws, cups, um, boxes, think like cup and noodles, single-use cutlery plates, and stirring sticks. German environmental minister... Schultz said the move was part of an effort to move away from throwaway culture. Silka, if you're still watching, tell us a comment below. And if you notice that, well, I guess it's been a long time since Silka has been in Germany from Canada, but I'm sure that she noticed when she came to Canada, when I knew her, I don't remember how many years ago that was more than 15. So, uh, big difference and that's good because they're usually starting the trend for the rest of the world and mm -hmm. that's encouraging the new plan also legislates the closure by 2022 of eight brown coal operations mostly located in economically depressed regions as the number of jobs in renewable energy which already generates 50 percent of Germ germany's power increases in those regions um so that's great. There you go. That's your daily dose for today. And on a slightly positive, not slightly, quite positive. Boom. Mm -hmm. Daily dose, daily dose. Get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose, daily dose. All your news from coast to All coast. All the news and the headlines <laughs> from Jim Graham. <laughs> Did you dance? I uh, sped, uh, speed bagged. Oh my God! The the dog lifted his head through the whole thing. I'm running out of ideas for this dancing. <laughs>
I'm watching it now. <laughs> oh, you're hilarious. You're just head looking up. <laughs> Why the whole time I like that? Know. I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh, cripes. Cripes on a, a cracker. Fun, fun. Oh, my God. We just said that at the same time. I know. Um, we're well, the most annoying couple in Canada. Aw. Aw. I think we're the best. Okay, so uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to take off. I've got an appointment, but don't forget to do gringos. That's exactly what I'm doing right now, Jenny. Bye. Good job. Wow. And on that note, as Jen Grant leaves us, gringos Hi, joins us. Oh, Jesus. This episode, of course, of the Julian Dion Show. I was going to say Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. This episode of the Julian Dion Show is brought to you once again by Gringo's Blazing Sauces. Listen, if you haven't yet, what the hell are you waiting for? Do yourself a favor. Go to gringosblazingsauces.com for the best hot sauces you've ever tasted in your damn life. Hot sauces and jellies and salsas and grilling sauces, it's all there. Chef by trade, Douglas Knight, our friend and yours, and his wife, Laura, also our friend and yours. All, all of us are friends. We're all in this together. They've mastered the, the perfect balance between heat and flavor, and they nail it every time. Do yourself a favor. Do the hot sauce lover in your life a favor. And go to GringosBlazingSauces.com. Fill your fridge up. Our fridge is full. It's free shipping for orders for over $40 in Canada. And they ship all over North America. Yes, they do. All over North America. All over. Uh, does that include Mexico, I wonder? I'll have to find out. But go to GringosBlazingSauces.com. Really do it. I know a few people have that watch the show and... I have nothing but great things to do. If you go to Gringo's Blazing Sauces, you'll find out for yourself what all the rave is about. Is it rave or rage? Pipe or pipe? I think it's rave. Gringo'sBlazingSauces.com. 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 That was a long one. Went long on that one. Anyway, I think I'm going to go nap. I have, uh, yet again, being a procrastinator as I am, I'm just putting everything off. I have to do my taxes. I have to finish this column that's due yesterday. Uh, that's done, actually. I'm going to send it off. If my publisher is watching, it's on the way. And, uh, uh, yeah, sometimes, do you ever nap just to escape or, or not escape, but just to, yeah, escape your responsibilities. Take a little mental vacation and go, you know what? I have a lot to do. I'll just nap. And then you do, and then you wake up in a fit of panic, heart racing, thinking of everything you should be doing and go, oh, what have I done? Well, that's my life. That's the cycle. I think I could use an app. Like, I know it's early. It's only 8.05, but I feel like a little 20-minute pop would help pop what does that even mean anyway we do appreciate you watching and uh that's the show for today we'll be back we'll, we'll be back tomorrow we are live on facebook mondays through fridays at 7 a.m and uh on facebook did i say that that's 8 a.m eastern let us know where you're watching from. Give us a share. Give us a little reaction if you are. And thank you for joining us as always. People tell me all the time, oh, you know what? I don't wake up early enough. I missed the show. Shit, I slept in. Or, oh, I wish I could get up early to watch the show. Here's the thing. It's fun live, but we're available all the time. We're on demand. On Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> we're there. That's right. All right, happy Monday, everybody. Have a great week. Well, no, I'll see you tomorrow, 7 a.m., with no technical issues. All right? Thanks to Jen Grant. Thanks to you. Thanks to Gringos. And as always, watch your head. Got a degree in what I'm not. You spend your life looking for what you already got. Such a beautiful waste of time. Waste of time. A beautiful waste of time.
waste of time A beautiful waste of time Just a waste of time The whole world wants a piece of my head But they all get a piece of my mind instead I roll over and go back to bed Waste of time, a waste of time, a beautiful waste of time. It's just a waste of time, a beautiful waste of time. It's just a waste of time. 